This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And go. Ball in the air, deep right center go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. Drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Don't forget to use that promo code DNVR20 because when you do, you get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And joining us to kick off Hall of Fame week and for a very special episode today is, of course, the director of social media here at DNVR and one of the biggest baseball fans we know, Michaela Perkins. What's happening? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so we're we're very excited to have you for this because we get to, like I said, we're kicking off Hall of Fame week, really week and a half, Patrick. This was I've, I've got to tip my cap immediately to you. Uh, this was your idea. I really, really love this. We're bringing you a week and a half full of coverage surrounding the Hall of Fame. Don't worry. We're going to talk a lot about your Rockies, even though they've only got one guy in there. And maybe even in this conversation today, because this is going to be fun. Now, last time we had Michaela on for a draft, she smoked us. So this Ooh. is we're in danger. We're living in dangerous territory right now. Whooped us. Whooped us bad. Brought you on for the food thing, and the the people spoke loud and clear. <laughs> I don't know. You almost caught me, Drew. You you came in a close second place there for a while, but I, I had a late rush of, of people who got in, and and also like me, think only about beef. So, Castle <laughs> Cal Company people, maybe now I guess as well. But yeah, this this is going to be a, a challenge for all of us because we're talking about current ball players who we believe are going to end up in the Hall of Fame. We're going to be drafting teams of five. And again, you out there will have to let us know. If you're here in the comments with us live on Facebook or Periscope, let us know which ball players you think are going to be future Hall of Famers, most slam dunk. It's going to be a, a tight competition here. I think there's going to be battle lines drawn. Some feelings might get hurt. We're going to see what happens here because not everyone's going to get everyone they want. I'll promise you that much. Michaela came in with strategy, so I'm concerned. <laughs> Always be prepared. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing that we have to do. So Michaela, since she's our guest, she's going to go first. She's going to get the first pick, and we're going to jump right into it here in a second. But Patrick, uh, we, we've got a little gamesmanship between the two of us to decide who gets picked two and who has to go final in our snake draft here. Yeah, we have we we had to break the tie. So Michaela's going to ask us a question, 
And whoever gets closest to the number will go second. Or actually, whoever gets close to the number can decide if they want to go second or third. I'd, I'd probably enough. just want to go second. I'd just rather go second. I realized I kind of burned myself with this though because I am horrible at math. So if you guys are both relatively close, I might have to pull out a calculator. So <laughs> just have to give me a second. <laughs> what's what's a baseball podcast talking about statistics and Hall of Fame qualifications with not having a calculator? You gotta have the calculator. So this is actually fits in perfectly. Right. Okay. So here's the question. This is to determine second second draft order placement. So in honor of the Todd father being on the Hall of Fame ballot, what the first, what is his career batting average? The person who's closest gets to go second. Now, you should average. know this on the nose. And while I'm not 100% certain, the number 312. Okay, okay. good. I had, three, I had 316 in my head. <laughs> right on the money, Drew Greaseman. Oh, that was my second guess. <laughs> Boom. I'm so glad I didn't have to pull out a calculator and embarrass myself. <laughs> Three sixteen on base was like four twelve, something oh, like that. Closed, just yeah, that's <laughs> she's like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, okay. You're never, definitely, never going to forget that. Even if that was a guess, three sixteen. Yeah, now I, mean, I know. Right. Yeah. 420. Again, oddly coincidental. Yeah. Our first wrestling yeah. reference coincides with the 420. Todd Helton's batting 316. Let's do this draft. Man. His on base percentage was 414. Oh, I was off by two points, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fantastic. All right. Well, uh, I guess, yeah. Well, what, now, is this going to be really hilarious if I actually choose that I, I want to go third because I want the snake pick? And so that ended up not even really. No, too late. <laughs> I think you want to go early, early and often. I think, is the I think way so. To go. I think that's right. I think I'm going to take that second pick, so I'll, I'll feel good there. I will let Michaela go first. Of any active player out there, you get to take anyone to captain your future Hall of Fame team. Yep. Okay. So my strategy was in the first round, I was going to pick a pandering pick, and so. <laughs> With my pandering pick, of course, I'm going to take Mr. Nolan Arenado. I like he that. He is one of the league's best offensive and defensive players, so he's really well-rounded. He is no question going to be going into the Hall of Fame at some point when he chooses to retire. So, of course, I had to pick Nolan because I'm a panderer, and I feel like that is the best strategy. That was That's so smart. I think that was really smart because I wasn't sure – if I would wait a little bit, well, I don't want to reveal too much of my strategy here either, but you know, we got a, a little gamesmanship between us. I see. Okay. I see what you're doing. I like it. I like you know, it. When, when I was doing a little bit of research, a, a fun fact looking into this was uh, Bryce Harper. You know, we, we all know him. Oh man, he's Ooh. probably going to be like this future hall of fame guy. I think his career maybe has fallen short of that $300 million contract. If you look at career home runs, Nolan Arenado has more than him in less years played he's the only player harper's age or younger so if you say bryce harper's this superstar player arenado has 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 outplayed him at a harder defensive position so i cannot fault that pick you you've checked off multiple boxes with that pick michaela well done thank you thank you very much <laughs> yeah there you know it's funny I've, I've had a few pretty public debates about this recently and it's it is one of those things where you have to assume that there won't be a, a like a catastrophe in his career 
because it really is he's on pace to be a, the best third baseman of all time and and relatively comfortably again if he doesn't like dramatically slow down his pace whether he ends up being that or not again I, I think he's going to be in the hall of fame you look at all of the consecutive gold gloves the home runs like that stuff just piles up after a while even people who aren't big in a home run rbi you get enough of those things it just doesn't matter at some point and the defense there's no question so when you have an argument to be among the best ever on both sides of the ball it's like yeah and then you took the local boy that's a that's a very smart pick people are going to like that you're, you're gonna get <laughs> points all right and you've left me in a tough spot too mm. this this is because i feel like i know how patrick is going to approach this draft and he's <laughs> and he's going to take I do. yeah yeah i've i've, I've got a, i've got a few concepts and and so i'm going to start here with with what i think is a safe pick uh slam dunk no question no doubt hall of famer it, you know the guys on the cusp right now uh and somebody that i don't think presents any sort of complicated relationship for rockies fans so i'm going that route as well Somebody everybody in the game of baseball loves. I'm taking with the second pick in the Futures Hall of Fame draft, Mr. Albert Pujols. Got to take Albert Pujols. Uh, Now, obviously, he's probably, he's pretty close to retirement. And so we know, like, yes, if he retired. Now, we, we know he's going in the Hall of Fame. He's already crossed that threshold. No question, slam dunk. Uh, I do believe he is the active leader in, in war. In uh, almost uh, everything, really. In really just about every category. He was, during the decade that I really and truly fell in love with the game of baseball, its best hitter. For, a, for every year for a decade. And, you know, maybe overall his career didn't end up making him one of the 15 best players of all time, but he's certainly one of the, he's definitely one of the 50. Where, where is he at, Patrick? 30-ish? in terms of best players of all time? Very well could be. You know, if, if you look at uh, a figure like Jaws, which we've talked about before, uh, a metric created by a, uh, a wonderful baseball nerd that we love from Fangraphs called Jay Jaffe. Also, he uh, has written a, a fantastic book called The Cooperstown Casebook, kind of comparing all these Hall of Famers. And he basically came up with a metric to rank players from all these different eras, looking at, you know, their peak, uh, you know, all-star game, you know, black ink, you know, when you like led the league in something, looked at all kinds of stuff. And Albert Pujols all time amongst first basemen, number two behind Lou Gehrig, the second greatest first baseman. So if you just look at that, maybe, maybe he is, you know, number 15, if you want to just look at that metric. So 600 home runs, 3000 hits and a lock to be a first ballot hall of famer. Yeah. And I got to shake the man's hand one time, and I am absolutely certain he could have ripped my arm clean off its butt, just clean off without my, like, with just a light tug. It's the biggest hands I've ever seen in my life, and arms, and I was just like, how are you the same species that I am? It's also worth noting that outside of his baseball career, he is also an upstanding human being as well. So it's easy to cheer for people like him because of how he is off the field as well. Yeah. Good, really dude. nice guy said my name back to me again. It's those little things, but I've met a lot of people that you shake their hand. Hey, nice to meet you, man. And then they move on with their lives as well. They should. I'm not a bit, but Albert Pujols took the time. Turn, shook my hand. Hi, Drew. Nice to meet you. I am Albert. I said, I know you hit your career, your 600th 
career run two days ago. I'm familiar with who you are, but he was just the the sweetest man. And so, yeah, man. I to be uh, to be honest, him. you're you're probably the reason why he thinks everyone in Denver is named Drew. That's like right. the announcer's name Drew, the backup catcher's beer, name Drew. The, what the what's going on here? The whole thing. Well, this Love this it. draft setup. Now, I thought I was going to get Pujols here in, in in this. I thought you were going to give me a swerve there, Drew. I'm glad you didn't because it would have made me a lock. It. it would it would have been a lock if I would have had Pujols in this next guy that I'm going to pick, who you can make the case is the best active player. Again, not necessarily by WAR, but if you again using that metric for for Jaws, he's already the fifth greatest center fielder of yeah. all time. And the guy is from New Jersey. What? Yes, which is Nothing a crazy ever place. Came out of for, Jersey. <laughs> you would have thought that, but for How every, are you pointing out literally every single one. <laughs> you know, for for every Mike Trout that the state of New Jersey creates, there is a Patrick Lyons and a Brendan Vote. So, <laughs> mm, one step forward, two steps back. You, you can't do that. I, you got to go with Mike Trout. You have to. The dude is is just a beast. It's crazy to think that in half the amount of time as Albert Pujols, he is about 75% of the way to his career war numbers. Yeah. Like he just finished his 10th season. And so quite literally he could retire today and get into the Hall of Fame. Now for Nolan Arenado, that's not actually true for anyone um, – you know, who hasn't been a part of our Hall of Fame conversations, but you do have to have played a minimum of 10 seasons, uh, which is a strange rule to think like, well, well, what if something tragic happened to anyone who had less than 10 years? Sure, they might make an exception, but right. you got to have those 10 years. And so Trout's got that under his belt. He's averaged seven and a half wins above replacement every Average. single <laughs> And the guy is 28 years old. He's still only 28. Every time it's like, no, that's not right. It, it's insane yeah. to, to see what he's going to do by the end of his career. So, yeah, with my first pick, Mike Trout, Vineland, New Jersey. Excellent. Now, this next gentleman, not from New Jersey, not from America. He, I believe, is the second best first baseman, former third baseman. Hmm? Ringing a bell. Now, he's just shy of 500 home runs. He's got 487. He already has uh, 1,000 RBIs. He's, he's approaching 2,000. Career third. 313 batting average. He's fallen on some hard times the last couple of years, uh, but he's he's got about a decade of of all star appearances. I gotta go with the man from Venezuela, Miggy, Jose Miguel Cabrera. Gotta go with yeah. Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. Dude is another player who's a lock. He's you can't not see him with a smile on his face, especially when Adrian Beltre is on first base and those two guys are climbing <laughs> around. <laughs> I think he's uh, he's a surefire, you know, first ballot guy that, yeah, uh, you know, has had has had a, just a, such a fantastic career. And the hope is that if he does decide to stick around for a while, because right now he's he's entering his age thirty eight season, that he doesn't diminish his batting average, you know, too much. Uh, Mickey Mantle, I think, finished at like a two ninety nine or two ninety eight career batting average, and it was because he just he's just stuck around too long, and every year. You know, he's, his home run total, you know, got a little higher, but then his batting average would start to dip. And, you know, unfortunately that uh, you, you can lose those bonus points literally and figuratively on your batting average. So we'll see what happens where Miguel Cabrera ends up. But I'm got to go with Miggy. Trout and Miggy with my first two picks. Oh, man. Whew, that team can hit. Those are, yeah, the, the, those are great picks, man. I love Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, when, when Pujols 
sort of stopped being the best right-handed hitter in baseball. Miguel Cabrera took over that mantle and and really just was an absolute monster for a while. It was decent his, his years in the, I was going to say Miami, I guess it was Florida back then, wasn't it? With the Marlins when he was with the Fish, a young kid on that team that went to the World Series in 03. But yeah, he's had a, quite a quite a career. I've always loved him, different phases of it as well, and really a student of hitting. You got to appreciate a guy who, who approaches it that way. Okay. Uh, Patrick, damn you. Those are great picks. I'm going to go now here with some pitching. And the, the question <laughs> is, is which way? And uh, I, I think I know. I think I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pull the bandit off quick on this one because I've got a little more sentimentality for another player I might want to pick here. But I'm actually, I'm Rockies fans are voting on this. I'm going to go with a slightly safer pick, and the one that actually I think the case is better for the Hall of Fame, ultimately, and that's Justin Verlander. I'm going to yeah. take Justin Verlander right here, right now. Um, I think the thing that puts him over the top of the other person I was considering is mm-hmm. the no-hitters. Um, Verlander just coming out with the, the the big games and big postseason games that he's had. My understanding is that there are – some men in the world who find his wife attractive. I, I can't recall what her deal is, but every time they come to Coors Field, guys get weird. It's okay. Uh, but it, it, along with that, I think, goes he's got a great relationship with the press. He's a great personality. He's, a, he's a, just one of those guys that I, I think nobody's really got a problem with Justin Verlander. Um, maybe I'm sure there are some ball players who are like <laughs> sick and tired of facing that guy, but yeah, that's my pick. It's well, good. It's a good one. If, if you don't count Bartolo Colon, he, he leads the game right now with 226 wins. And if, if, if you had to guess right now, how many pitchers now he's not going to get the 300 wins most likely. And that's just not the number that's really attainable anymore in this era how many how many players do you think have over a hundred wins of of active players according to baseball reference how many have a hundred wins right now if you had to guess 10 yeah michael you're gonna go you're gonna go greater than or less than 10 i'm gonna say eight oh you're going less all right so for 150 or more wins there are 11 players for 150 okay. or more. 100 or more wins, there's 25. But 200, there's two. And I'm not counting Bartolo Colon. He's, <laughs> I don't think he's – even, even when he was on a 40-man roster, he technically wasn't active. I mean, if you've seen his physique, no one's I ever called Bartolo, Bartolo Colon active, team. if you know what I mean. But, yeah, okay. Verlander you know, leads that list. He's highest in jaws among starting pitchers. So I, I think that's another first ballot lock for sure. Yeah. My turn. Yeah, I can think of two. I can think of two former Diamondbacks players that I'm wondering really hard if Michaela's going to go with. See, okay, I know for sure what I want to do with my first, but after the snake one, I'm a little unsure. So with my next pick, obviously, I'm going to go with Mad Max. Max Scherzer recently won a World Series. He is an incredible pitcher. Um, He's won the sign three times. He's been an All Star seven times. Um, I don't think there's really any case that you can make against him going into the Hall of Fame one day. So Mad Max is definitely going to be my next pick. And nice. he also was a Diamondbacks player. So he was. Ever, ever so briefly. They botched that, they botched that trade. That Oops. was horrible. Oh, whoopsie. 
Yeah, not good. So I got a former Diamondbacks on there, but with my next pick, I don't know what I want to do. Hmm. Well, Max Scherzer has Hall of Fame eyes. We can talk yeah. about that for a second while you're thinking around. He does around. have Hall of Fame eyes. He's one of those guys that talks to himself on the mound and talks to the batters while he's out there. So that adds that extra allure, right? How many complete games, shutouts, no hitters, and those types of things? He's got a few of those on the resume. Yeah, and got the Cy Young in both leagues too. Don't forget that. Oh, so, right. And he's got, I think, every – so last year he didn't finish in the top five in Cy Young Award voting. It was a shortened season. You know he would have been able to rebound. But in the last seven seasons, he's been in the top five in Cy Young Award voting. Every that year. is insane. Every, yes. Wow. That is every insane. Every year for seven straight seasons Yeah. in both leagues. So That's a great yeah, pick. That's that's in, incredibly impressive. So yeah, I think he's another guy that's going to be a lock. Doesn't have 200 wins yet, 175. He'll get there eventually. I don't even think he necessarily needs to at this point because again, he's just when you when you think of big game pitchers, he's got to be at the top of the list. Great pick. I think that's another lock, probable first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Thanks, guys. Okay, I think I figured it out. I was going to go with another pitcher, but I have to remember that Rockies fans are voting on this, and I know they're not too. Bond of the Dodgers. So my, I'm I'm thinking that I don't want to go that direction. I might come back to bite me in the long run. But for my next pick, I think I'm going to go with someone we've already mentioned and pick Bryce Harper. Oh. He's got a 35 war. He's like on top of his game. I think he gets a lot of crap for being overrated, which I don't agree with. I think he's definitely a Hall of Fame player. Um, I don't know about first ballot, but um, I think he definitely needs to be on the list and he needs to stop getting called overrated. <laughs> I I actually agree with you there. I'm a big Bryce Harper defender. I think he, uh, he, he shares a similar legacy to my favorite basketball player, Carmelo Anthony, who had the audacity to be drafted the same year as LeBron James. And his whole career, it's just been comparing him to LeBron James and Michael Jordan as though those are the only great players who have ever existed. It's like, it's like compare him to Charles Barkley and all of a sudden Carmelo's like, you know, and it's, it's the same thing with Bryce Harper. It's like, yeah, when you compare him to Mike Trout all day, every day, Trout's the better player. And, and that's pretty clear and fair. But you're right, like Harper's again, one of those guys that you're like, he's been around forever. He's still only 27 or whatever. Like, yeah. Plenty of time for him to keep putting up big numbers. Uh, plenty of time left for that contract to, for him to fulfill that as well. So you expect it to. I, I think that's a great pick. I agree. I think he catches way too much flack for a guy who brings a lot in every aspect of the game. And I've always enjoyed his personality. I know it rubs some people the wrong way, but I've always, since day one, since that's a clown question, bro. You know, he doesn't. you don't have to put up with nonsense questions from reporters and you know, there are some Rockies players. Charlie Blackman's kind of like that in certain ways. He just pulls it off a little less confrontationally, I think, depending on who you ask. Uh, but, yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. Bryce Harper is going to get into the Hall of Fame. And when it's all said and done, we're going to look back at his career and people are going to be like, this guy was amazing. Why did we spend his whole career talking about what he couldn't do? Uh, again, very similar to Carmelo Anthony. So that's my that's my soapbox about Bryce Harper. I think he just needs to stay healthy at this point for the rest of his career. 
Like we, we saw that at Nolan in 2019 where, you know, he dropped like 15 pounds and he was ready to take his game, just sign that big deal. He, he wanted to take his, his game to that hall of fame level of like, okay, now I need to kind of sustain this. If I can turn up a notch, I, I will now with Harper, he just needs to be healthy. You know, he's going to have that time. He's got the, he's got the road to do it in, uh, in Philadelphia with that long-term deal. And even if at the end of the day, he doesn't get to compile the numbers and maybe he falls short of 500 home runs. I think there's a good chance he might, even if, you know, he isn't in the top 20 in RBI by the time his career ends, I think just for having the swagger and being on the cover of sports illustrated at 16 years old, I think people will just remember him as being a star and, you know, still getting those votes where, you know, we, we've seen it with Charlie Blackman now where he gets a ton of, of votes in the All-Star game because he's just cool. He's just the epitome of a great ball player, of a great, you know, leader and, and an iconic player. And I think that can do a lot of heavy lifting for you. And, and so now it's up to Bryce for for him to just start – just to stay healthy on the field and just start compiling. Even if it's 25 homers, 90 RBI every year, that's going to be good enough. Do that for another eight years, you're going to Cooperstown. Good He's never put up a WRC plus lower than 111. He's never put up a WAR in a full season less than three. Like, <laughs> you know, he's not seven five every year, but come on. So yeah, that's that's his floor is a three WAR player. It was like what DJ LeMahieu was at his best in Colorado. That's Bryce Harper's floor. Yeah, like, that's wild. Let's sort of keep that in perspective. So okay, that leaves me with the next pick here. And now I am, in the words of one of my favorite emotional songs from the 90s, I am torn. <laughs> I'm lost and I'm out of faith. There's so many Cold people to choose from. I was like thinking about it, and I didn't really realize that there are so many players in the game right now that are so good. Like, we are really lucky and spoiled as baseball fans because... I don't really know. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think this has been the best era of baseball in terms of talent that has ever existed. Essentially, every season has 20 to 25 Hall of Famers playing at, at any one point. And again, again, we're talking about a guy who's a rookie. You know, Ronald Acuna, does somebody stretch and say, hey, we're going to try to predict the future. He's got a long way to go. But Ronald Acuna, early in his career, whereas Albert Pujols is at the end of his career, they're both active right now. So you can go in any direction and – you can fall out of a boat and you're going to hit a hall of famer playing in the game right now. Yeah. The game is very blessed to have some older guys and some younger guys doing it. And, and the future of baseball is, is pretty bright. So long as Rob Manfred gets out of the way. Can <laughs> <laughs> uh, I pick Rob Manfred? Oh, it's not actually, my cheers to that, by the way, you, you reminded me, I needed to cheers something and that's what I'm going to cheers right now. I cheers this avalanche Amber ale from Breckenridge brewery to Patrick telling the commissioner of baseball to, quote, get out of the way. I believe I had some similar words for the owner of the Colorado Rockies. So cheers to those ideas. Here's to getting out of the way. Toast your Breck brew to letting baseball be the amazing game that is. Listen to what Michaela just said. She's not wrong. Why is there so much talk about negativity inside this game when we're living through an era of talent like this? So toast your Breck brew on this day. To them, you can get it down at the farmhouse, the DNVR bar, over at a local liquor store, wherever you buy your beer. Uh, I'm, I'm on the Avalanche Amber Kick right now. Definitely a, a great sipping beer for when you're kicking back with some friends and drafting future Hall of Famers. And I'm going to take with this next pick, 
Uh, I'm torn between. I'm, I'm going to take the guy I was talking about last time. I was torn between two pitchers. I'm going to go ahead and just load up on pitching. I'm going to let people assume, and I'm going to count on the small group of Rockies fans who are going to hate this guy for having played inside the division for so many years that they're going to overlook that and give credit for him being an awesome dude and a legitimately great pitcher. And I'm taking Zach Greinke. I Ooh, oh, wow. I'm taking that was not who I thought you were building up to. I know. To. I'm not that bold. I know Rockies fans aren't looking over that. You can go ahead and you can run with that one, Patrick, if you want. I know what you both thought I was going with there. And no, sorry, Bob. I'm going with a player that actually has a little bit more career war to this point, uh, even than Justin Verlander, even than my last pick. And, you know, Granky doesn't have uh, – he doesn't have the the no hitters. He doesn't quite have the the postseason accomplishments. But especially for those of us, and the end is near. Maybe with me on here saying I can't root against Granky. There is a yeah. There's an element of you know the guy is overcome. I I understand it. I, I I tweeted this out the other day. I said you know I'm a I'm a people person with social anxiety. So I understand why it can be difficult to understand me sometimes. And I, I think. You know, Zach Greinke is, I really get his kind of anxiety and his desire to not necessarily do all of the normal things that ball players are expected to do. And I have a great deal of respect for how open and honest he's been about that, but also in, in kind of living his life his way and playing his career his way, fighting through all of those things, especially early on in his career with Kansas City, um, you know, where he, where he really made his name. And I think that is where he got himself a, a no-hitter. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just a great story and, and it's somebody I, I, I root for the person and then you go out and you watch them. If, if you're really a fan of, of pitching of rather than throwing, as they say, that's the old cliche, right? Of somebody who really surgically works through and at bat, you know, he doesn't have the raw stuff that Verlander or some of these other guys you might've thought I was going to pick have had at the peaks of their careers, you know, at best Granky was giving you a 95 mile an hour fastball. It's not how he beat you. Uh, he outthinks you on the mound. And I I appreciate that so much about Zach Greinke. And he will be in the Hall of Fame, I'll tell you that much. He most definitely will. Um, that was a really great pick. I mean, we could talk about hours for his EFIS pitch because I don't know how he throws a curveball like that. It is unlike anything I've ever seen. And, you know, I was lucky enough to work for the Diamondbacks while he was on the roster. And I have never experience someone who is such a student of the game of baseball the way Grinky is he is so analytical and he's so thoughtful and he has just like this strategical mind strategical mind that like i i just don't understand like how i mean i love baseball but he takes it to the next level with how he studies the game and he studies his opponents and you know and he's on that mound it is like art he is one of those pitchers that um, if, even if it's like a, a zero zero ball game, you would just sit there and watch him for hours because it is so amazing the way that he can work the mound. And it's a great pick for sure. It's not where I thought you were going, but wow, he is, he is incredible. And like people, you know, he has a personality that people don't understand. I love it for one. I think it's hilarious. Um, but he really, there's nothing wrong with him. Like, you know, you just got to understand who he is as a person and you just made adjustments for it. Like, he didn't want to participate in media day ever, which we all knew. We didn't even ask after a certain time, but he is seriously one of the, like just a mastermind of baseball. And it's so cool to watch him pitch because 
I mean, he just, he knows the game better than anyone, I think. And he's been doing it for 17 seasons now, which again, came in the league when he was, he was 20. So he's made $282 million in his career, or he will after this year, which is crazy. So he must be doing something right. He did okay. You remember he pitched for the Dodgers? Does anybody remember that? that? Right? Like it was it was only like five, six years ago, but still I know, right? Like was that, a Dodger. That is a funny it's like, yeah, he was a Dodger. We definitely he remember more of Brewers back when he was chewing him up. But the yeah, Royals. Brewers, right? The Royals. He's been like a journeyman for sure, but I was gonna ask you guys, what do you think he goes in the hall as? Because he's been on so many teams. Like what what does he pick? He, he might not pick anything. There are some players that have have chosen to go with a with a blank cap. Um, just because if you go one way, you're, you know, turning aside a, another organization that you were with, right? So, right. you know, two two All-Star games with the Diamondbacks, two with the Dodgers, one with the Royals. He won a Cy Young Award there, you know, came up with them, was drafted by them. It, it, it's going to be hard. Yeah. He's, he's just so cut down the middle, I think, in a lot right. of ways. And it could be, you know, wherever he had the best experience. It sounds like, you know, that was a really good fit for him in Arizona. So, I mean, it, it very well could be Arizona, but I think there's a chance that maybe he goes, you know, with, with no, nothing on his cap. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not just saying this because I worked there, but he really did enjoy the time that he spent with the Diamondbacks just because, um, you know, his teammates all respected him and they all understood um, kind of the way he operated, which I knew he really appreciated. Um, but one of my favorite things, if we have a quick moment about Granky is, like I was saying, how he was a student of the game um, and the Diamondbacks were prepping for the draft while he was still there. Um, and he had like a list of people, like um, prospects that he had studied and he had done the numbers and all this stuff that he was like invested in. And he took it to, you know, uh, the manager and was like, this is kind of what I think about the draft. Like, what do you think? Where are you thinking? Where's your head at um, with Tori Lovello? And it was the like craziest thing ever. Like who, is a major league baseball player and is going through the draft prospects and taking notes on them and what kind of like player they are. I mean, it was unreal to, to, to witness, honestly. Right. That's amazing. Future general manager, maybe. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. The media will love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, depending Can on the market. His press conferences? Oh my gosh. <laughs> or, or the lack of press conferences, you know, because there are some, uh, markets where that happens as well. So maybe he'll fit Hire right in. a team president for that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <Maybe>. right. <clears throat> oh, totally. All right, well, it did make me start to think, you know, can I draft a manager? Well, that would be no fun. And, and also, if I pick Tony La Russa, be that guy. technically I would have won already. I'd have <laughs> Tony La Russa, boom. He's already in it. I win. Get I got the advantage. Yeah, that's, that's a jerky move, no doubt. I, I feel like all of the, the remaining players that I've got on the top of my list – are either steroid guys or or oh, controversy guys? Do what uh, you want, man. Performance enhancing drug guys or players from the NL West. Quite literally, they they're in either of those two categories. I'll wait for my fifth pick to unveil a nice little sneaky one. But I, I guess I just got to load up and hope the the fans just just pick the team that seems to be a lock and 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 do what you were dare I say not man enough to do, Drew. How dare you? And that <laughs> is to select Clayton Kershaw. We know I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer. He's yeah, locked in now. He'll go. He, uh, he is behind like Granky. You're right. Uh, one by one tenth of a point uh, <laughs> in war. He's four years younger. 
he's 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 how's this for mind blowing? He's second right now, all time in the Dodgers franchise in WAR. Let that sink in. It's a team that started in Brooklyn, late 1800s. They're the Brooklyn uh, Robins, Brooklyn Superbas. Brooklyn bridegrooms. They've had all kinds of strange names. They've had all kinds of nicknames. Say, keep going. None of those guys. None of those guys. Not not even a bridegroom. Atlantics. Nope. We're talking about a Los Angeles Dodger number two, Clayton Kershaw. Go ahead. Talk flourishingly about how great of a player he is. He's a. He's fantastic. And he's got his World Series ring. Now, now the whole story Uh and the dialogue about Uh him in the postseason Uh has, for the most part, gone away. I don't think that that's true. I don't, think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think people are going to let that one go until they win a World Series with 162 games coming before it. But I, I think I've actually said on this pod a couple of times, I I do have a great deal of respect for Clayton Kershaw. I, I, I think, you know, he is kind of a whiner at times. Uh, he's, he's one of those guys that when you're that good and then you start complaining for calls or – complaining about things like the other guys didn't start the game exactly right on time. And it's like, dude, come on, man, don't be that guy. Um, you know, obviously there was the postseason stuff, but clearly the guy's one of the best pitchers of the generation and you can't, <laughs> you can't get around that, but I don't have to like him. And I'm hoping Rockies fans will just personally hold that against you. That's all. <laughs> So much baggage, so much baggage with the next group of guys on my list. So I'll, I'll take the slightly safer pick, but the guy I think is still undoubtedly a Hall of Famer, and that is the man with the Jordan Jumpman on his chest protector. What? Why? It doesn't matter. Yadier Molina of the St. Louis Cardinals. You can't, can't necessarily hate him. He might be the second best catcher right now as far as future Hall of Famers, as being a lock. And he might not even get in on the first ballot. Not sure. But I think if, if you just think about what he's been able to do on both sides of the ball, he'll have his down years at the plate, but no one can question his you know, defensive prowess. Uh, tied with Nolan Arenado for, for, for platinum gloves and uh, National League platinum gloves, I should say. No, wait. I, I'm drawing a blank That's, here. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't have one platinum glove. It's it's AL and NL. Yeah. That's right. So they've got four each, and you know, just a perennial Gold Glove winner. He's he's been the backbone, literally and figuratively. It seems like for that Cardinals franchise, you know, it always seems to be in it. He's dealt with so many young starting pitchers, and he continues to help with their development. Jack Flaherty being the latest among them. So, Yadi Molina, man, he's still going strong, and he's a free agent. Could he be a future Rockies <laughs> Hall of Famer? He could be. Uh, he still I, could be. Theoretically. Yeah. This is another guy like with Harper that I'm a big defender that I feel like I, I have to come out and a lot of people are like, no, he's not a Hall of Famer. His career batting average is like whatever it is, like 280 or something like that. It's like not – like his numbers don't match up, but people forget that catcher is a completely different animal. It's just a different – position and the fact that the guy does all of the things that you need out of your catcher in addition to being a more than serviceable hitter and doing it consistently for so long so i wasn't going to back up your kershaw stuff even though the numbers are there i'll let the stats talk about kershaw but (laughs) yanni molina you know there are a lot of people out there that want to break like 
break this guy down to his stats. And, and I talk a lot about how, like, Nolan Arenado is the person who least you need to adjust for Coors Field for. Like, it just doesn't – other guys, it matters a whole lot more, right? There may not be a ball player in our lifetimes that have been – that is less able to be summed up through their statistics than Yadier Molina, a guy who helped so many postseason teams and win a couple of championships, these pitchers that have been there for so long, the consistency of the quality of that team to captain all of those teams, to call every pitch, to play so many times. Like, I, I know people love big, fancy offensive numbers, but Yadier Molina was easily the best catcher of the last 20 years, and I don't know how you – don't put that guy in the Hall of Fame. Like, I used to bring up batting average. I'm inclined to start laughing at you just a little bit. Cause it's like, you think Yadi Molina showed up to the ballpark every day thinking about his batting average? The entire other team's lineup to go through, the game plan with his pitcher, all the other things to do. And then he still, oh, yeah, could hit pretty damn well. So it's just like, that, that, that one gets me. It's like, you don't have to overdue with like postseason accomplishments but when a guy achieves that level of success in a position that has that much control over what happens on the diamond plays such a pivotal role in every element of your team you have to give him credit for it you just have to one thing you won't see on his baseball reference page is that if he gets into the hall of fame he will be the first hall of famer the first hall of famer with a neck tattoo so if there's ever more of a reason to get Yachty in the hall, am I wrong? Only you would know something like that. That was more of a rug pull than my Zach Granke pick. That was... I mean, it's, it's not that hard to go, wait, did Wadey Ford have a neck tattoo? Let me consult Google Images. I think we know the first, you know, 75 years of the Hall of Fame, no neck tattoos. So this right. one's kind of an easy one. I, I'm, I'm not going to double check myself. I'm confident. I think you're right. I think you're I'm right. confident in that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Master Tater, it is worth asking the question, why aren't there other catchers with 20-year careers that go to the postseason all the time? It's not a coincidence. <laughs> like, it's very difficult to do. Um, okay. Well, first of all here, I, I hope Patrick hasn't mortgaged his future with the Clayton Kershaw pick there and just pissed off all the Colorado Rockets fans. But if you're looking for... <laughs> A mortgage for your house situation or you're worried about going through the loan process you know how you would rather root for clayton kershaw and the dodgers than go through the loan process by yourself well you don't have to you got mike and virginia chevalier remember chevalier is french for protector of the realm they are the knights of the castle and they can be the knights of your castle call them up head over to dnvrmortgage.com because there you can get set up with free consultation and you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. But the free consultation is really what you're going for there. They can discuss all your options, super friendly. They might even talk a little bit of sports with you because they're huge Colorado and Denver area sports fans. It's nice to have people when you're making these big decisions in your life who know a little bit about it, who understand your perspective, who love some of the same things that you do. So you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578, or you can call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. And as I said, go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier is NMLS number 1931006, and Virginia Chevalier is NMLS number 1910631. 
And with my next pick. Now, again, I'm 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 not overthinking positions. I'm not putting together a team out here. We're not going to run out. So I maybe have gone in one single solitary direction. I may it's kind of like the food draft where I just got all of the meat. <laughs> it's like what happened here. But similarly, I'm going with another big beefy first baseman with this pick, and I'm going to take Joey Votto. I got to take Joey Votto, one of my favorite hitters, again, from this kind of last era. Again, somebody I don't think Rockies fans are going to have too many problems with. Played outside the division. No real, like, oh, remember that time Joey Votto killed us stories? Like, none of that. And just straight up a baller. Guy was one of the most consistent hitters out there for a very long time. Never in his career put up a OPS plus or WRC plus below league average. Uh, I think it's at like 150 for his career, something like that. Roughly 50% better than league average for Joey Votto. Also pretty great uh, defensive first baseman throughout his career. Uh, And a guy who loves to have some fun, loves to throw the ball up onto the rooftop at the other team's park instead of giving it to the fans like to mess with them yeah uh, if you yeah, see the comments here if you if you're into sort of the batter version of zach Greinke, right somebody who goes up there with his mind to work the at bat and if you don't throw him a strike he'll take his walk i've actually often critiqued joey Votto in this one particular way of him not being especially clutch or he'll take a walk with a guy at second and two outs rather than reach and drive him in, which Nolan will do 10 times out of 10. Uh, but still, Joey Votto, just one of the smartest ball players. One of my favorite stories. I can't remember who told it, but I think it might have been John Cruck. It was on that show. It used to be um, Kevin Rose and, no, Kevin Pillar and... Uh, Chris Rose. Chris Rose. Intentional Talk. Intentional Talk. It was on that. And they were telling a story about a time he was talking to Manny Ramirez, went to ask Joey Votto some for some advice during an all-star game, about how he's going to approach a pitcher. He said, and Joey Votto started talking. And for the first 30 seconds, this just blank stare came over Manny's face. And then at a minute, he just walked away. He <laughs> was just like, I don't, this is way too much, way too much information on this pitcher. I don't. So uh, yeah, Joey Votto, that's my pick. I feel like he gets overlooked sometimes because he plays yes. for the Reds and the Reds have been trash since 2013. So, um, yeah, that's a great pick. Honestly, um, he doesn't really come to the, my mind, like at the forefront of my mind, whenever I think of future Hall of Fame players, just because he plays for Cincinnati and Cincinnati sucks. But that's right. a great pick. I mean, he definitely is one of those guys that, I mean, you don't really have a reason to root against him. Um, and he's talent. You can't deny that he's talented. And I definitely think he will be in the hall of fame at some point as well. He's, he's kind of boring. I think that's kind of it, right? right. Like dude just has a straight shaved head, right? Ha- has his socks hitched up high, just doesn't seem to have any kind of swagger. And, you know, you look at his, his career numbers. He's only three times has he been over a hundred in RBI. He doesn't have a thousand RBI yet after 14 seasons still has yet to hit 300 home runs in his career was a six-time All-Star, did win an MVP, but the dude is a product of the sabermetric era, and that's why I think he'll get in. And I think that that's one reason why I didn't pick him was because people are going to go, no, like you when you see the certain names, you go Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. No, well, you could be wrong about that guy, right? Even though it's a slam dunk, and I think Votto is essentially 
going to be that that slam dunk for people sabermetrically inclined. Again, going back to that stat of Jaws that compares the all-time greats at a position, Joey Votto is 14th all-time amongst first basemen. Like that's yeah. how solid he's been and consistent. He's gotten that bad rap about, you know, opting for the walk rather than trying to hit a guy home. And so he's 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 in the, one of the he's probably the player in the epitome of the sabermetric era. Totally. Yeah. On base, darling. It's funny, this comment, because I was about to make this exact same analogy, but because uh, I did the research on Scott Rowland recently, and we'll talk more about that when we talk about the, the current ballot. But I think there's a, a lot of similarities there where you don't necessarily go, oh, yeah, Scott Rowland Hall of Famer. But I spent about 10 minutes on his baseball reference and fan graphs pages it was like, oh, yeah, Scott Rowland Hall of Famer. That's about how long it takes you to look at Joey Votto. So, and that still means you're a Hall of Famer. Like again, there's there's the upper echelon of like Willie Mays, yeah. Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Albert Pujols. Like yes, obviously, but then there's another tier of guys where you got to look, you know, just a little bit harder. And and like you said, it takes a couple of minutes, and you go, yeah, that guy's a Hall of Famer, and and Votto's definitely in that group. All right, Michaela. All right, uh, I'm a little wary about taking a Yankees player. But That's okay. I think it has to be done. He's been in the league for 11 years, and he's just one of those players that I'm not a Yankees hater. I'm a Red Sox hater. So, I mean, he doesn't offend me, but hopefully he doesn't offend as many <laughs> other people. But um, I'm going to go with Giancarlo Stanton with my next pick. Um, I, pick. I think he's for sure going into the hall. He's got um, I think he's got a 39 war and career war. And um, I mean, he's just one of those guys kind of opposite of Votto where like you're excited to watch him and he doesn't kind of just like blend in. Um, I know he's kind of tapered off since 2017, but um, I think there's no doubt that he will be going into the hall at some point. Yeah, he's, he's 15th uh, right now amongst active players and he's only 30 years old. So yeah. of, of guys that are 30 or less, in, in the top 15, it's only Giancarlo Stanton, Mookie Betts, and Mike Trout. So he's he's in pretty elite company. He's already you know surpassed that 300th home run. Uh, so he's going to end up with some obscene home run totals. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's eighth right now amongst active players. So you know he still has the way he's, – he's a lot like Harper where he's just got to stay healthy and he's going to be fine because he did a lot of heavy lifting early on in his career. And Harper – you know, might not have compiled a lot in an early part of his career, but he did a lot of heavy lifting with just being the face of the game uh, and and helping kind of bring stability to that Nationals uh, organization. So mm, that's another good one. That's another good one, Michaela. You got you got one more left. Mm. Right. This is where you could go wild card, or you could just kind of firmly cement your your five guys. Right. I think I'm gonna go. I, I wouldn't say it's completely out there. It's not a wild card. He has only been in the league for six years, so he hasn't oh. had, he hasn't hit that ten year mark yet. I know. But you do. Yes, it's a great pick. I, I thought about him and then I forgot about him. But this is a great <laughs> final pick. In my opinion, Continue, he's the best yes. in baseball right now. Um, he's not that controversial because he again is on a team that hasn't really hurt the Rockies that bad. So I'm hoping that'll help me as well. But I'm going to go with Mr. Jacob DeGrom with my final pick. Oh, wow. That was not who I was thinking of. But great oh. pick. No, I've got another guy who's got about six years oh, in the league. Okay. That plays for the Mets. Mm. <laughs> okay, yeah. Different I think, guy. 
I think Mr. DeGrom is the best pitcher in baseball um, currently. I know that might be a controversial opinion for some, but um, I think when his career is over, there will be no doubt he is a Hall of Fame pitcher. Um, he is one of the best. I, I just love watching him pitch baseball. So I don't know. It might be a little controversial, but that is my final pick. No, that's good. Oh, that's De DeGrom good has, a, has a lot more to go. He, he got a late start. Like he got a very late start. I forget what his his first year in the league was. It might have been even at almost like age twenty five. It, it was something that late, yeah. but was immediately dominant. And so right now he's twelfth among or eleventh. We'll get, we'll get rid of Bartolo Colon. He's still on the list. He hasn't officially retired. <laughs> um, Bartolo Colon endless. He's eleventh on the list. If you if you take Felix Hernandez out, he's now tenth. And so everybody else that's ahead of him have pitched at least ten seasons. So. Um, and, and has uh, one of the highest, you know, average wins above replacement per year. And, you know, with, with the new owner there in, in, uh, in Queens, he has a very good opportunity to add, you know, some, some more to his resume in the playoffs, uh, pitching in deep into the postseason and maybe even a world series. And this, yeah, this could finally be the year or the next couple of years where people realize like, Oh yeah, just, uh, Jacob DeGrom is almost exactly what Max Scherzer was a few years ago, where kind of got a late start to gain his traction, but then was an ace in his early 30s, and you would still give this guy a 10-year contract. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. And that is – all right, she messed me up there. <laughs> Not even going to lie. Not in a bad way. <laughs> no, I'm uh... – Okay, uh, I'm in a I'm in a pickle now. There's a couple of ooh, mm, mm, yeah. No, don't. You, yeah, you, you go NL West. You go NL West player. You go controversial player, or you got to go maybe as a little young and not as proven, right? Because right. we've got yeah. I think we've got the first ballot locks. Yeah, I think I think we've got. There are so many like young players who have either really broken out in the past couple of years or are still like just getting there that, I mean, they're obviously going to be Hall of Famers barring any unforeseen circumstances, but I guess you never know. <laughs> yeah, I think, ooh, mm, oh, mm, no, am I going to reach yeah. that far? Okay. How's, okay, now I'm in between, oh, this is good. This is good. Uh-oh. <laughs> See if you can bet who I'm going to pick. Head over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Download that app today. See if you know who I'm going to pick. And no, I'm not buying myself time. I'm just doing a great service to our friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. They are offering all kinds of specials all the time. Uh, most of it, you know, whether it's been uh, football lately, they've been doing UFC stuff. Sometimes they just throw a little bit of free money at you to bet on whatever you want. I'm sure there are early odds on all kinds of baseball stuff for next year. So get in there, check them out. Use that promo code DNVR when you sign up. And they got you set up now for this uh, UFC fight that looks like it's coming up here. No, I totally know. I know all about it. I, I the other <laughs> other yeah. combat sports, fake combat sports. But it looks like McGregor to win by knockout in the first round. And if he does, you can bet a dollar and cash in $257. Very specific, but whatever. Bet a little, win a lot. That simple. 
for the UFC event coming up here soon. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $257 if McGregor wins by first-round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code DNVR for new players to get $257 if McGregor wins by first-round knockout. Must be 21 or older. West Wait, West Virginia? That's not right at all, because that's not the state that we're in. <laughs> Somebody tell Lindsay that she just copied and pasted that. You do Definitely. have to be 21 to live in West Virginia. That, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a new right. law they have recently passed uh, in the uh, election. It's weird. I don't know why. Someone hasn't sent this to her. That's funny. I guess it's the first day we're reading these new ones. But yeah, Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call one 800 Gambler, apparently. All right, that fits. DraftKings is partner of Hollywood Casinos and Charlestown Races, all games regulated by uh, the Colorado Lottery, I would assume. We're going to have to send Lindsay this one and let her know that the... Charlestown uh, Races is in Charlestown, (laughs) West Virginia. It's the racetrack. I've been there. Uh, All true, but you do know that your terms and conditions, eligibility restrictions apply in cdraftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. Um, do you do you want me to tell you the controversial guys that I have at the top of my list? No, I'm I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna tell you because I don't think I'm gonna take. I, I think I'm gonna take one of the guys you were going to, and I thought about stretching and taking more of a fan favorite and somebody who I like a little bit more and someone who's younger and on the 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 precipice and and I think will be there. But I'm going to forsake taking Francisco Lindor as the player oh. I was just describing. I thought about a little bit more of a reach. I like Lindor. Uh, and I'm instead going to hope on, for the moment, he's only been there for one year and he hasn't wrecked Rockies fans' hearts too hard yet. And we're still just appreciating the talent. Oh, I know. I'm taking Mookie Betts. Yep. Mm. I'm going to finish out my team with Mookie mm-hmm. Betts. Yeah, that's a great pick. He he was He's on my short list of players, five players. There's there's a whole other list. We, we could have done this with four or five other people as well. But Mookie Betts definitely is on that path to the Hall of Fame. Uh, right now, just among active players, he's ninth, and he's only been in the league for seven years. 27 yeah. years old, he's averaged six and a half, wins above replacement. And again, amongst center fielders, excuse me, amongst right fielders, he's already 26th. He's the, among the 26th greatest right fielders of all time. Mookie Betts. Yeah, already. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be painful to watch, but I, I think he's going to get there. And and yeah, he's he's just a hell of a ball player. You got at some point, you just got to tip your cap, and the guy can play baseball. Man, you've you've left me in a tough spot because the, the remaining players I've got, as I've been saying, controversial or NL West, and mm-hmm. the, the the top guy uh, is. He's seventh at his position, and that's Robinson Cano, uh, who who was mentioned there by by Nighthawk in our group chat there. And he'll eventually get in, but I don't have anything to do with that right now. Evan Longoria, NL West. Also, you know, he's never really scared anybody in in my opinion. He's a a safer pick. He hasn't been scary since he's been in the NL West. Paul Goldschmidt. Tampa. Oh, I, I thought about Goldie. No longer about in making... the division. He's no yeah. longer in the division. So that's a little bit easier to take. Uh, Jose Altuve, he's pretty high up as far as the all-time greatest second baseman. He's, he's already 41st. 
You could go bad him time or to be taking Jose Altuve. Very bad time. And a player who is controversial to Rockies fans, and especially anyone who listens to our DNVR Rockies podcast, and that's eighth right now. He's eighth on active players. He's got a, over 1,000 RBI already. He's fifth right now amongst active players, and he's 25th mm-hmm. at his position. That's 2007, Rookie of the Year, oh, Ryan Braun. Don't. I'm not going to do it. I was going to say, don't do it, Ryan Braun, dude. I want to beat you, but I don't want to embarrass you. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to die. I don't want Rockies fans to start actually grabbing pitchforks and stuff. (laughs) No, I absolutely cannot do that. Um, Man. would have been so bold. would have been. But I I, I can't. I don't know if he's going to get in. He's also just controversial for the steroid stuff, too. I mean, (laughs) that That in and of itself is something. I do think there's one safer pick out there for you. Not that I'm trying to help you, but somebody in the comments mentioned him. I think there is two. Doesn't have his scroll back through the comments. (laughs) Yeah, right. Looking through. Yeah, I think there's a there's there's a lot of really good players that are going to be future Hall of Famers that that have played at least a decade already by now. Right. Um. Man, this one is this one isn't even safe because people might just go, eh. But he is because he's uh, let let's see from my notes. He's tops in a certain statistic at his position, <laughs> which is pretty it's darn good. important. It's usually good. Um, I think he's won a World Series. I don't necessarily know. Man, this is hard. You, uh, I'm just gonna say going? it. I'm just gonna do it. Um, Craig Kimbrell. Ooh, okay. Craig Kimbrell is my <laughs> final pick. He's what? tops right now among saves. Is this is this is a bad pick to you? <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't even know. That's my final pick. So he's got 348 career saves. So that's 12th all time. So the guy's going to end up probably in the top five. He's 32, so he's the same age as both Kenley Jansen. And a role as Chapman. Uh, Kenley Jansen, ooh, he's lost it a little bit. So I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. what he's going to be able to do. Roldis Chapman, he's got a lot of baggage tied to him. Uh, might be a little bit more higher profile, but he's got the baggage. Uh, no two ways about it. But I think, you know, when, when Kimbrell you know, ends his career, he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's he's going to get into the Hall of Fame as, you know, the, the best from his era and, and, and did it really young and early on and, um, if you think about, you know, the top closers in the game right now, they fluctuate so frequently. And Craig Kimbrell has been a mainstay in Major yeah. League Baseball for a very, very long time. So, mm, no, kind actually, of a fart. I think that's a good kind of a pick. fart there, but <laughs> I just, I just didn't consider any relievers, and so that's why I was so surprised. Is I just didn't even none came up. But I, I don't think you're necessarily wrong there. And in fact. Um, as the comments are suggesting, I've been taking a very close look at the Billy Wagner case. Someone we'll talk about again before too long. So, yeah, I no, I I was just a little surprised by it because there were a couple of starters on the board that I think are good, really good slam dunk picks and and safe from a Rockies fan perspective. So, yeah, amongst available starting pitchers here, Cole Hamels, who's yep. been, been doing it for quite a while, did win a World Series in two thousand eight. With mm-hmm. the Phillies, uh, we mentioned Felix Hernandez, who's kind of King in limbo Felix. there. Chris Sale just coming back from Tommy That's John's surgery. That's who I thought you might take was Chris Sale. 
32. Yeah, 31 years old. Um, you know, the starting pitchers outside of, you know, the, the, the top four guys of Verlander, Granke, Kershaw, and Scherzer, no one else is in the top 60 as far as starting pitchers are concerned. So the comments have mentioned Mad Bum a couple of times. He doesn't have the big war. He was another late starter, but he'll probably get in on that one World Series alone absolutely. almost. <laughs> yeah, the Giants, Buster Posey. I was surprised. Uh, Buster Posey was very high up. Yeah, career, uh, if, if you sort it by just career war, he's not terribly high. But if you look at his uh, where he's at for his position, he's, I think, already in the top 10 as oh, far as catchers go. Yeah. Yeah. So I, he's I incredibly he's high with fan. that. Yeah. Fred Freeman, Ryan Zimmerman. Freddie Freeman, guys, yeah. Let's suppose he's 16th amongst catchers. Evan Longoria is 18th amongst third basemen. Okay. Dustin Pedroia, who hasn't officially retired, but probably needs to be, 20th as far as second baseman goes. Josh Donaldson's pretty high up at 29, but he's 34 years old, a little older. Right. Here's a guy that I think will get a lot of chatter, and we'll see what he does later in his career. Again, no one can doubt Pujols is a Hall of Famer, even if, you know, again, the guy can barely even cover first base on a ground ball, right? Sure. Uh, might hamper your team a little bit, but the guy is an all-time legend. What about Andrew McCutcheon, right? Now, he's 11th right now amongst active players, you know, does have an MVP under his belt and is just kind of moseyed along Kutch, man. the last couple I, of years. He definitely has that doesn't feel like a Hall of Famer problem where his time in, as like at the top of the game was so short. Um, yeah. I, I like him. I, I could see myself making the case for him someday. I did not have enough guts to go with Manny Machado. Who <laughs> yeah. Yep. He is again right there, the 27 years old. I was surprised that Jason Hayward's already almost put up like 40 war in his career. I was yeah. like, wow. At you know who you old? might be shocked as a center fielder who's 57th, the 57th greatest center fielder of all time? Lorenzo Kane. Yeah. I thought for sure you're going to go with Salvador Perez on your Joey Votto pick. You know I love him. You know I love exactly. people. But again, it's like we see it, if it's an uphill battle to make the argument for Yadier Molina, then Buster Posey and, and Salvador Perez, it's, it's that much tougher, right? And people, yeah. we love our big fancy offensive stats, and it takes a lot longer to sit down and explain why some of these catchers are so great. But uh, I'm sure one day I'll be making full-throated arguments for Buster Posey, as difficult as that will be, and Salvador Perez, yeah. Who did you think I was going with when I picked DeGrom, Patrick? Well, I thought you were going Francisco Lindor. Okay. Also another Met who's who's been in the game for six years and then like again is still young, still going up. In fact, I don't know why I didn't just pick him with my last pick there. God. Anyway, I, I even threw it out. I even told you, you that he was the other person I was considering when I took Mookie Betts. I, I think I, I, some, uh, honorable mentions for people who are still too early would definitely have to be Christian Yelich, um, mm -hmm. Acuna Jr., and um, Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger, yeah, and Tatis as well. I know Tatis is super, super early, but I'm impressed already, of course. Um, I call him the Mr. <laughs> Grand Slam. Right. But those were some of my honorable mentions who are obviously very young in their careers, but I could definitely see if things keep going up, of course, them being in the hall one day as well. And then, final one I'll ask you, Rockies fans, Trevor Story. 
chance, mm-hmm. long shot. I mean, he, he's gotten started a little bit later than a lot of these guys, but you know, we know he's the first short, the fastest to certain, you know, RBI and home runs and all these other things. If he hangs on, what does he have to do? Doesn't have the gigantic war totals yet, but what do we think the chances are? He can build a, a Hall of Fame or at least borderline Hall of Fame career. I think I don't know that long shot would be the word, but if if one were to use long shot, it's not long shot like uh, saying Josh Fuentes is a long shot. Like no one's talking about <laughs> right. We're talking about right, a Hall of Famer. Right, right. We're talking right. about Hall of Famer. So we're we're just saying guys that have put up really solid seasons and have been all stars. And you go okay, like you're not. You know, I don't even know that you you would even bother having the conversation about DJ LeMahieu as yeah. all of it. Like you don't even have the conversation, right. and he's right. one of the best players in the game right now, right? right? So if we're just saying in the conversation, you know, it's it's I think it's still short of of long shot. He's got a long way to go. I think he's going to have to compile just a little bit. Um, I hate to say it, you know, maybe if he gets out of Colorado, maybe he gets a little bit more recognition. You know, kind of suffers from a lot of the same things that Joey Votto does, where he's not uh, that exciting maybe for some people, for the national audience. Again, anyone who's seen a Rockies game know that, you know, that, you know, Trevor Story is on the Troy Tulowitzki level. And Tulowitzki was a guy who was, you know, he was booked for Cooperstown. And we know some things happened along the way and it, it didn't quite work. But right. if you're going to get the 75% of the BBWAA, and that last A is America, you got to convince the entire country that you are of that caliber. So I, he's right. got a way to go, but he's on the path. There's no two ways about it. You can have that conversation, and it's and it wouldn't be a waste of breath by any stretch of the imagination. He's at the five-year mark right now, so I think you know I think a lot of it hinges on how the back half of his career goes. Um, obviously, the first five years have been quite impressive. Um, I think it's still probably maybe too early to tell, but I think a lot of it will obviously hinge on how the back half of his career kind of wraps up. But um, I don't think it's a long shot either. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. It's definitely not a long shot, but it's especially interesting because he's like some of the best cases for him. He's almost out of a different era, right? Because he's got this power speed combination that we just don't see very often. So you're going to be talking about a guy who I think is going to hit 300 home runs and steal 150, 200 bases. You know, I mean, it's it's going to be he's he's going to be one of the and because nobody does that anymore, he's also going to kind of stand alone. I think that'll be the most interesting thing. Again, you know, caveats about his health and and whatever. If he can cut down on the strikeouts just a very little bit, Trevor Story becomes a top ten, top five player in baseball. And if he continues to do that for the next however many years. And you can get there, but it will be especially interesting as the home run and stolen base, the power speed thing, where that's really become a thing of the past. Guys just don't do that anymore. Uh, only a handful of them do. Javi Baez, I guess, is a guy who, who flirts with that a little bit. Um, Yelich doesn't steal bases like he used to. There was a time he could steal them a little bit. But, yeah, it's like I think Story has every intention on continuing to be that ball player. So it'll be fascinating how he's viewed. Something that helps his cause, I think, right now is the fact that the guy who leads uh, active players in war, take a guess. Who do you think right now of active players is tops? Who's the best active shortstop, I guess, who's at the best career, so to speak? Obviously, a little bit longer is better for that case. 
Yeah. I was I was a little bit surprised. And I go, oh, okay, yeah, that say, makes sense. Who, but I was a little surprised. Angel Angelton oh. Simmons. Oh, right. Oh. Hey, he's, sure. played, he's, he's been around for nine years. Again, a lot of that is defensive. Yeah. Yes, a lot of that yeah. is is about defense. Uh, Elvis Andrews. After that, and you go, okay, yeah, he's been around for a while. Um, defense as Jubal Cabrera, no longer a shortstop. But then you've got the younger guys, and you've got the Lindor, Correa, Xander Bogarts, Marcus Simeon, Trevor Trevor Story. Again, they're all in there. So he very well could kind of separate himself, you know, from that group, or at least keep keep pace with those guys at the top that are, are sure. from that same free agent class with Javier Baez, as you mentioned. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to blow your mind. One last thing. This is, this is going on for a while, but it's fantastic. Would you right. believe of all of the players that we've said, there's one guy who you would have laughed if I would have said him. And yet he is building a resume. We've probably said everybody that's been in the top 10 of active players in home runs and top 10 in RBI. We miss Nelson Cruz. We miss maybe Edwin Encarnacion, some of those DH-type guys. But Nick Markakis is fourth right now in career hits, 2,388. No. No, 1,046 career RBI. He's 36 years old, and this dude is trying to make somewhat of a case. Wow. Now, if if he continues, if he can scratch away 140 hits over the next I guess six years, if I'm doing my math really quickly, maybe even five years, and can play into his early 40s, he's gonna have 3,000 hits. That's crazy. That that's is good. That's wow. something. That's that. That's value, is it? I mean, that's that means something. I think so. I, I would say so. <laughs> you get 3,000 hits. 3,000 hits is still a thing, man. Is not in the Hall of Fame. That has been the one. 500 home runs used to be a lock. Not, not anymore. Only goes again. We've got some of those PED guys right. and guys who've only been, you know, stuff has been rumored about them and they're not in, which is a shame. And we're going to get to that during our Hall of Fame week. But this was a lot of fun. To do you want me to, re- to recap the teams, Drew got Albert Pujols, Justin Verlander, Zach Renke, Joey Votto, Mookie Betts. Oh, look at that! That's dollars. Can't I cannot argue with that. Michaela got Nolan Arenado, Max Scherzer, Bryce Harper, Jen Carlos Stanton, and Justin DeGrom, and myself. Jacob. Justin, what you Jacob. say? I said that before. I said I that before. I'm thinking of Justin Verlander. I know, right? Well, I like Justin, I mean, Jacob DeGrom. It's like, wait, the who's in the what's? Yeah. I'm behind on sleep, guys. I'm not doing well right now. There's a <laughs> pandemic going on. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Doing my best here. Uh, Mike Trout from New Jersey. Miguel Cabrera. Clayton Kershaw. Yadier Molina and Craig Kimbrell. I, I think we I think we all won. Let's let's face it. These are pretty solid teams. Yeah. We all have at least one iffy person on there that will probably get a little flack from someone, but right? um, yeah, we're really well rounded. We did a good job. We, we'll have we to named let the people the top decide. Forty players. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we we crushed that one. All right. So let us know. By following on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at Michaela E. Perkins, of course, at DNVR underscore Rockies. You'll find all our stuff on there. Uh, of course, all the other social media, too. We got Instagram. We got Facebook. We got all that stuff. So, as they say, like, share, and subscribe to all of those things. Subscribe to the DNVR.com. You don't want to miss out on any of the written content. I just dropped like a 3,000-word piece on the Lost Boys that I've been teasing for like a month and a half. So if you were finally wondering what the end of that thought was, 
subscribe to the website, go there and you can read it. Plus, when you subscribe, you get discounts on hats, shirts, masks. You get a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar during one of our watch parties. We are at safe capacity right now, so you want to RSVP when you come down into that. And you get to hang out with us in the Discord chat where all week we're going to be talking Hall of Fame stuff. We want to hear all of your insights uh, and through next week as well. Who would be on your Hall of Fame ballot? We got people here saying 3,000 hits should mean that you're in. Let us know your thoughts on the PED guys. There are so many different ways to tackle what a Hall of Famer means to you. These current guys, who's going to make it eventually? Who belongs in that isn't now? What are your thoughts on Omar Vizquel? Like these are all really great conversations that we're going to get to have for the rest of the week and really into next week because we're going to be sharing with you our own ballots that we would fill out. And, uh, you know, my understanding is that before too long, I may actually be playing with a little bit of live ammo, as they call it here. And, and I want to share my process with with everybody and what eventually will be actual votes get to cast. And hopefully before too long, all of us will be in the BBWAA and we'll be having these live round conversations about all this stuff because it just it's really fun to talk baseball and to talk about the very best. I, I really think my takeaway from this conversation was what Michaela said earlier about this, this great time that we're living through and, and getting to appreciate all of this talent that we've gotten to, to bear witness to. So thank you all for coming on this journey with us. Like I said, if you're subscribed to the dnvr.com, come hang out with us in Discord. It's our private chat room where you can just share all of your thoughts on the Hall of Fame. We, I'm telling you, man, we want to hear all of it. And if you're still on the fence about that, well, then do hit us up on social media. This is this is a community Hall of Fame week thing that we're doing. We want everyone's opinions. Come hang out with us. Keep talking baseball. Keep talking Rockies baseball, MLB baseball, Hall of Fame baseball. We love you. Continue to be absolutely awesome out there. I promise you we will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons, Michaela Perkins, and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.